Okay. I know you guys are getting ready to hear something that you haven't heard since I believe episode 32. Yeah. Or maybe episode 114. Yeah. It's been a long time, but you're going to hear actually on this episode right here, guys, Tyler McCart. Yes, that's me where I'm actually interviewed by my good friend, Ryan Haley on his podcast. And I wanted to post this not to be braggadocious, not to be, but really to rag about how awesome my Heavenly father really is and how good he really is to us and how that we don't have to, we can live in this grace of God that overrides the earth curse system and how to do it. And Ryan pulls out of me multiple stories, multiple stories, some stories you might not have heard, some stories that you have heard, but he pulls out a couple stories in, from me of me walking out this whole entire grace overgrind, this whole entire better way of living and living successfully in the kingdom. And I want to share this episode with you. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's just Ryan interviewing me from his podcast. So again, if you want to go check out Ryan's podcast, again, uh, a better way podcast, I think it'd be a great one to go for you guys to subscribe to. Ryan's a great friend of mine. Thank you again, Ryan, for sharing this with me. And I know it's going to be a powerful testimony because it's just how good God is, guys. If you believe God and listen to him, I can promise you, your life can have these same results that what I'm experiencing. And it's just nice that Ryan was willing to share this. So again, Ryan, thank you again. Kingdom success. Hope you enjoy this. And gang, we'll catch you on the other side. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Better Way podcast. This is your host, Ryan Haley, and this week's guest is Tyler McCart. And you may recognize him because I was just on his show recently, and we've struck up a great friendship over the last couple months. And Tyler is, like myself, a man of a varied background and interests. He started off as a commercial real estate broker in sales right after college, and he's owned his own direct sales business for the last 18 years. He's also the host of the Kingdom Success Podcast and McCart International. So Tyler, it is a pleasure to have you on my show after just being on your show recently. Oh, you're so sweet, Ryan. I appreciate that, brother. <laughs> really do. Yeah, and Tyler, you know, I really appreciate you because I didn't know you at all. And right after I launched my book in April, you reached out to me and we're just so excited. You'd read the book, you'd taken all these notes and you were just so 
uh, excited about someone else who has shared this revelation of God's grace, especially as it applies to the marketplace and business. So I've really appreciated your intentionality and your encouragement and passion and support. And it's been really cool to, you know, connect with each other and be in each other's shows and just kind of share that, uh, synergistic fellowship that comes around a, a revelation of how to do things God's better way in business and life. And your life certainly proves that. So I'm honored to have you on the show and for you to be able to share the, the revelations and the truths you've learned from God and how you've applied that to your life and your business. So why don't we just start off? Um, you said just before we started recording that you'd been a believer most of your life, but in 2008, you got a profound revelation of God's grace. Tell us a little bit about that. Wow. Yeah. So I appreciate that, Ryan. And, um, you know, just to kind of piggyback off what you just said in regards to your book and the launch of your book. And the reason why the intentionality of me actually reaching out to you is sometimes, you know, with this whole entire grace or grace movement that we have of overwork and, and grinding things out and hard work and so forth, we, we need to know that we're not alone. Amen. <laughs> we, we need to know that there's other people that are, that are out there. And, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure you knew who, that you had another, another guy that, w- that was on the island with you. Okay. <laughs> 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 we, we weren't, we weren't doing this by ourselves. And, but no, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, so yes, I guess going back to that 2008, uh, a lot of people know about 2008 uh, from the whole entire economy and, you know, whatever they call it, the great, uh, the greater, I don't know, recession or whatever it was. Well, in my world, uh, things were a little different. And uh, leading up to the end of 2007, I, my, me and my business team, uh, through my direct selling business, we we had actually had been working towards accomplishing a goal uh, that that we've been working towards for many many years. Uh, I'd say at least two to three years that we have been uh, stri- striving and you know working hard to accomplish this goal. And what happened because of that goal being accomplished? It's interesting. To, to know that it didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to look. And God really used that success to show me how little involved, or not, I won't say involvement, but how little that I was needed or how much work that I was going to have to do. Because you know how sometimes whenever you're going, to, going after a goal and you've got in your mind's eye this is the way it's going to look. This is what I'm going to be doing. This is, you know, how many appointments or how many, you know, uh, people I'm going to have to go and talk to or present or whatever it is, or how many sales I've got to do in order to reach this goal. And whenever the Lord kind of gets involved with it all, all of a sudden it looks way different than what you had imagined. And that's exactly what happened in two, in November of 2007. And so we, we actually, increased our, you know, our, our sales numbers by going basically from something that was a part-time business, um, at that time, you know, we'd gone from basically generating roughly about, you know, what it was about 20, 20,000 to $25,000, uh, 
on a on a monthly basis to actually increasing that to close to almost fifty thousand dollars in one month. And you know, you're sitting there going, "Wow, you almost you doubled what you did, but you're working less and you're doing (laughs) less." It's that that doesn't compute with the you know whole entire thought process. So all of a sudden, here I was, December. January comes around and the Holy Spirit says, hey, Tyler, uh, now that you've accomplished that, I want you to actually take a day of rest. And (laughs) just knowing me being the workaholic that I was, and if it was going to be, it was up to me, uh, was basically kind of my mindset. I was going to outwork the problem. That was kind of the whole entire you know, thing that I kind of probably, it was like, it was my, it was a badge of honor. The, my work ethic, uh, I wore it around really proudly, like a little, you know, like a little, little boy that wears around his little sheriff badge and everything. like That, <laughs> that was me. Okay. Well, the Lord says, take a day of rest. And I'm going, really? Take a day of rest. Are you serious? And so I'm like, okay. He says, but I wanted you to take it on Wednesday. And I'm like, wow, Wednesday, this is going to be different. So, uh, I, I was obedient. I, I, I just at that time, I, I just was, again, I was always being led of the Lord, but that, that time I was just, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take the step of faith. I will not setting appointments. I will not be proactive in, cause I, at that time I still had a B2B sales job for a very large corporation. On top of that, I had a very successful, you know, direct selling business that my wife and I were running. We didn't have any kids at the time and he wants me to take this day of rest. And so all I can do is basically for work wise, because I work from home, uh, cause I was in outside sales, pretty much all I could do is just be uh, reactive. So if, if someone sent me an email or if a customer called me or something happened, I could, you know, attend to that, but I didn't have to proactively do anything. And I remember Ryan, like it was yesterday. I remember that took more faith not to work than to work. Yep. Can, can you relate to me on that? Absolutely. Okay. It took me more faith not to work than to yeah. work. And that was a, that was a big kind of eye opener for me. That, that was, that was a huge eye opener for me. So that was January. Then you come into February and I'm starting to kind of say, okay, I'm, I'm starting to really, I, I guess the Lord's really starting to use that day to fill me back up to, to start to change some mindsets in me. I didn't know it at the time, but now looking back on it, you know, hindsight's 2020 and I'm sitting in my office watching a YouTube clip and it's actually uh, Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Copeland at that time, he was really big on talking about the blessing of the Lord and really kind of talking about that whole entire thing. And he, I mean, you know, like sometimes whenever a minister or somebody is in there talking, they're, they're really kind of talking to you, or at least that's what you think. Well, mm-hmm. that's just how I have to tell the story. So Kenneth is talking to me. Mm-hmm. So he, he's up there, he's talking and he says, so Tyler, tell me this, did you have to work for your salvation? Mm, no. Did you have to work for your healing? 
said, no. He said, oh, well, I guess you really had to work for that deliverance that you uh, received that one time. You, you really worked really hard for that. And it's like, no. And then when he said this, this, it just, this is what set it all off. He said, then Tyler, why do you have to work for your money? Mm-hmm. And from that point, Ryan, my mind goes, <laughs> I just said, hold the phone. What in the world? I, that did not even compute. It didn't even register with me. And I'm saying, he's right. I know he's right in my spirit, man. I knew he was right, but I didn't understand what does that look like? How does that operate? What does that feel like? I mean, how do you apply that in business? And so that started this whole entire journey from 2000, February of 2008 of me learning about the kingdom of God and how the kingdom of God really needs to be in what it says in Matthew chapter six of in verse 33, it says, seek first the kingdom. Well, most people sit there and say, well, I'm just going to seek God and so forth. Well, that, that, that doesn't necessarily, you don't stop there. It's his way of doing things, mm. his means of doing things. I mean, if you actually, and the only way I can describe it is I had, punched my time card, got my salvation. I was good to go. I wasn't going to hell. Praise God. This is way back in, you know, 1998 or 90 or 89, whenever I got saved at nine years old. But, and then I had an experience, uh, of, again, of another revelation in 2002, but then this whole 2008 thing set me on this course of learning the kingdom and really what the kingdom was and how to operate in the kingdom. Because if you think about it, you know, we as believers, we, we know that we're ambassadors of Christ. We also know that we're kingdom citizens, but we're still here on this earth. But we live in a different government. We, li- we, we operate on different laws that are actually above what this natural world offers. So with that said, if I were to take you, Ryan, or this person that's listening to this, if I took you and set you, say, in... Um, call it Germany. Well, if I put you in Germany and you had to stay there in Germany, you would have to start to learn the laws of that land. You would have to start to understand how those laws operated, the do's and don'ts of what to do and how to do things, how to get something accomplished the way that the Germans do things. Or you could be set in, say, um, you know, Australia, you just name the country that you want to be put in and, but you got to learn the laws of this land as well. What most Christians do or what I was doing was I was still adhering to the natural laws of this world. And I wasn't taking what the kingdom laws, the kingdom principles and understanding those and applying those in business and applying those in my life to where that all of a sudden I started seeing these supernatural things. I mean, I was already seeing flashes in the pan leading up to that, but you know, when I had another huge encounter in 2002, but then all of a sudden in 2000, 2008, I started seeing this whole grace and that I could be above the, the laws of this earth. And, you know, I still had to, you know, understand the laws laws of the earth, but still I could be above them because of the kingdom. But anyway, so all of a sudden this whole grace thing came in and I started taking a deep dive into a lot of things, Ryan. So there you go, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing when you get that revelation and you see it in bottom line, 
measurable terms in your business. I mean, you doubled your monthly revenue and what you said struck me was that you had gotten way better results and success yet you realized you had less work, less stress. That's almost verbatim the definition I give for a better way, which is God's design for greater success, but with less stress and more rest. And then you're putting that into practice by taking the very middle of the work week, not just Mm -hmm. Sunday or some other day, but the very middle and seeing that there are these laws that transcend our earthly way of doing business and life. And so I love that you were able to tap into that and actually see that in practical ways. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because you might sit there, okay, you had a flash in the pan, Tyler, you know, with that one episode. No, that whole entire year in my B2B sales business, my corporate job, even though I took that one day and took a day of rest and wasn't proactive, I still was over a hundred percent of my quota. I was well above the <laughs> quota that I needed to have. Oh, so man. I was doing less work. It was wild. It was, it just didn't compute with me. And I was, I was again, 2008, man, I was, I was like, wow. Okay. What is going on? This is, this is, this is helping me, but I, I just, I've got to understand this and I've got to understand this well enough so that I can apply it and keep applying it. Cause I like it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's nice. Uh, yeah. So that's amazing on a couple levels. Cause number one, you saw that, you know, principle playing out in your personal business, but then you also applied it to your corporate job. You're still in at the time. Yep. And then on top of that, we're talking about 2008, mm-hmm. not a great year for business or finance and investments in general. And yet that just shows you once again, how God's laws of the kingdom transcend our earthly laws. We're not absolutely necessarily opposed to them. Of course, you know, God tells us to submit to our earthly authorities and we're working, you know, um, in tandem with all that, but we are not limited by the world's economy or the world's business cycles. And so I think it's so cool how you were contrasting that, um, literally exceeding a hundred percent of your sales quota by working less and applying these principles of God's grace and rest into your business and your life. So I Amen. love, I love that. That's a perfect testimony that just, you know, hits right at the center of everything we talk about on the show or the supernatural meets the practical and you know how God's grace and rest will always have bottom line measurable results. So that's incredible. You're in 2008, you're prospering in this completely counterintuitive countercultural way. Take us from there into what you're doing now and some of the amazing testimonies you have to share that have happened since then. Wow. Okay. Well, golly, so where, where do we want to go from there? So, so yeah, 2008 was one of those years. Now I'll have to say that something the Lord did uh, do during that time to change me is he actually had me, um, he asked, he asked me if I would take my foot off the gas pedal, um, not all the way, but just ease back on the throttle with my, you know, direct selling business. And so I, I did that. I, I, again, listened to him. He changed my heart with it and because he needed to change me and how I was approaching that. And so, so flash forward, I always knew that, you know, with that business, I knew there was always going to be a, 
I, looking back now, I knew there was going to be a better way. I knew there was a better way. <laughs> and I just needed to renew my mind and allow the Lord to work that out of me. And so for me, in, instead of me saying, well, man, I don't want to see my business go backwards, because it did. Um, instead of me sitting there, you know, trying to salvage or whatever, I just I said, Lord, you sign my paycheck. I, I, and literally, <laughs> from, from there, 2008, all the way up till even to today, I mean, we've, Amy and I have, yeah, that, that business where we we're making on the side outside of our full-time job, $60,000, you know, annually, that, that, that definitely decreased, but other areas, uh, not just when my corporate job, but in other areas, we started to flourish. We started to prosper. Um, you know, where the, I remember, I remember, um, just from the favor of the Lord being on me, um, where that my boss had to go to bat for me. And because I had made so much money that, that my, the company was w not wanting to pay me the full, you know, bonus that I was, I'd earned and he had to go to bat for me, which that bonus was well over close to 40 or 50,000 in between 40, 50,000. I don't remember the exact number, but it was, it was a significant amount I mean, enough for a salary for one person, right? For one quarter. Wow. Not to mention the next quarter, which was not that substantial, but you know, at least half that, right? So he had to go to bat for me and that's just the favor of the Lord. But again, it was all, I was learning this in, in my corporate job of not striving, allowing mm. the Lord to lead, allowing, you know, me to stay at rest with those things. So, you know, those, those things still were happening in my life and I was learning this at the same time. So even though I was maybe missing the mark at some points, cause I'll, I'll admit, you know, at that time in 2008, Amy and I, we were completely debt free. You know, we had, wow. We were renting at the time. And uh, we had, you know, uh, a decent amount in the bank and so forth. Well, moving forward, we were renting a house. We had had our second, uh, second child was born. And so we needed to move to a different house. And we got into a situation where that we had some pressure going on. And there was some pressure from, uh, and it was a lot of financial pressure and some of the outside pressure of, of some thought process. It was putting a lot of pressure on Amy and I that we need to go buy a house and, or we need to get out of the situation that we were in with a renting situation because the, in, uh, the amount was going up and we, we weren't really saying, uh, this isn't good because the income and the outflow wasn't really jiving at the time. So, we felt that pressure. And then all of a sudden the outside, you know, influences were saying, you should buy a house. You need to own a house. You know, you, you're, you know, you're throwing all your money away just because you're renting and so forth like that. And so we felt all that pressure. So all of a sudden we go back into debt. This is, I don't even, uh, 2012, go back into debt, uh, by getting a house. And so we call that, beloved house, which is gone now, uh, out of our life. That was our Ishmael house. <laughs> <laughs> and, but God was again, supernaturally again, working with me 
and giving me latitude, giving me grace and still supplying my need and allowing me to learn what I was learning. And then all of a sudden, right around 2014, I, again, was actually on the Believer's Voice of Victory, Kenneth Copeland's uh, thing, and George Pearson's and uh, Gloria Copeland were talking about, uh, you know, that you can live debt-free. And I'd already been living debt-free prior to all that. God has supernaturally gotten us out of debt um, way back in 2005, 2005, 2006 timeframe, supernaturally. But lo and behold, here we were, we were back into debt. Not a great thing to do. I wouldn't recommend that. Okay. So if you're listening to me, don't, don't be, don't be silly, Tyler. Okay. That's, that's me. Don't be silly, Tyler. And where you get out of debt and you're like, man, this is great. I don't have, I don't own man. I don't owe anything. And then all of a sudden you go back into debt. Just not the wisest thing to do, but that's what I did. And, but the Lord again, gracefully enough said, okay, here we go. Let's, let's bring some more light back to you. And so all of a sudden I started listening to their program and they were talking about supernatural debt cancellation, you know, uh, God basically being able to live debt free and so forth. And so I, I was like, I, I, was, I just said, I need this. So I bought the whole audio s- series that they had and started listening to it. And then I put it away. And then right around uh, about, I think it was about maybe nine to uh, 10 months later, I picked it back up. And as I picked it back up, I, I, it was just like, it, it was like, this is, this is going to happen. Hmm. I started cause it was just because for some reason it was again, new, new revelation to me. So I was just sitting there going, okay, I'm going to be debt free. I'm going to be debt free again. God's going to somehow or another supernaturally cancel my house uh, note. I have no idea how that's going to happen, but doesn't God's word, he can do it. So, you know, I'm going to believe that I'm just going to be, uh, you know, believing that and so forth. Well, Lo and behold, that January, uh, that was 2014. Let's see, we know where are we at. Yeah, no, that was 2013. So 14, here we go. I apologize. 2014, January, the Holy Spirit says, hey, I want you to go and pay somebody's mortgage payment. Okay, well, I've got to find somebody that's willing to, for me to do that that would actually become in agreement with me. So I found a couple and I approached them and they were willing to allow me to do that. And so we sowed seed for our supernatural dead cancellation and so forth. Well, flash forward, some things were happening in my job and so forth. And I knew some new opportunities were happening. And so I wanted, I, this is about now May, I wanted to start to move back to Georgia because all of a sudden the Holy Spirit had changed my heart. I've been living in South Carolina for really since I graduated from college because I went to Coastal Carolina University. So I'd been there for at least, you know, 16, 17 years in South Carolina because I grew up in Georgia. So here I was living there and I hadn't felt led to go back until May. All of a sudden the Holy Spirit changes my heart and says, it's time to go back to Georgia. I'm like, okay, I just need a way to be able to do that. All of a sudden my job starts giving some opportunities to do that. So in June of 2014, the Holy Spirit says, all right, I want you to sow again. I want you to sow into another person's um, life or and pay their mortgage payment again. So I found another couple 
not the same couple, different couple that would come in agreement with me and believe that we were going to do that. So now all of a sudden we're looking at, I've sown seed for about $3,000, give or take. Okay. So here I go. I'm, and I, and I named that seed dead cancellation for a supernatural house. And also does for us to move back to Georgia. Those were kind of the names of those seeds that I sown. Well, now all of a sudden moving forward, here I am. We're in August and still nothing's happening. We're in September, still nothing's going on. And then October comes and lo and behold, my job opens up for a whole new position that was going to allow me to be promoted, number one. So I was going to get a bump in the increase in my income. And number two, I was going to be able to move anywhere in the territory. And guess where my territory was? My territory was going to be Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina, and Alabama. So I was going to have those four <laughs> states I was going to cover so I can move anywhere. So it was like perfect. So I, re- I received the job in November. So now all of a sudden, I've got to look for a house in Georgia. And in my mind's eye, I'm sitting there going, I'm looking at our current financial situation and saying, okay, I can afford this kind of house. I need to get a mortgage. I still was in, even in that mindset, Ryan, I still had that little bit of that mindset still in me. And so my wife and I, we came back in December, started looking around for houses and we had all these houses kind of lined up to go look at that were in the price range that I had kind of, you know, that we could afford. And the day before that we were going to go meet with a real estate agent in my quiet time, as I was seeking the Lord, talking to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit said, Hey buddy, why don't you stop looking at the houses you can afford and get what you need? And I'm like, Lord, what we need (laughs) is a certain type of house. And I don't have time to go on the details. Well, I turned to my wife and said, sweetheart, let's get what we need. Let's look at what we need, not what we can afford. And this is a stretch of my faith. And so I'm like, okay, I see the price tag of these houses. I have no idea how I'm going to do this. And I even still had an appointment set with a uh, lender. And the day before I have that appointment, so now this is about a couple, uh, it's about two weeks after we already seen those houses and I've had this appointment with this lender the day before I get a phone call from a gentleman that says, Hey man, look, um, we're actually going to pay for your way to receive a house. You don't need to go get a, a loan. And who is this? Well, the person actually, what I did not know, again, what I didn't know is that my grandfather had money set aside that I had no one, no idea about. And he was willing to, and he had already passed away. And my mom and dad never told me anything about this. And guess what? They said, here's the money that you need to buy a house. All cash. So that, remember that seed, Ryan? Yes. Okay. And the amount, it was pretty much the amount that I needed. If you equivalent or, you know, did it out in the numbers wise to have been over $300,000 house for us to be able to live. So the house you see me in right now is a debt-free house. Praise God. One, one payment plan. And, and 
And for and I and I'll have to say this is that you know sometimes people hear stories about you know receiving an inheritance or receiving whatever, and for a little while there, Ryan, I'm and I'm just and there might be someone out there that feels this way uh, about or maybe being ashamed that okay, man, I, I I didn't earn this money or I didn't work for this money or whatever, but in the Bible it talks about that you should give your children's children an inheritance mm-hmm. that the parents should actually pay for their first house or whatever it is and to help them get a good start. So it's actually biblical, but I was kind of ashamed of that because you hear people say, Oh, you know, you're, you know, a trust fund baby, or you're just, uh, you know, receiving something, but in the kingdom, it doesn't matter how it comes. We don't need to be ashamed of how it comes regardless of whether it comes through an inheritance or through some supernatural other means, we should not be ashamed of how the money arrives. We should just be grateful and be excited that guess what? You can actually testify and say, God gave us that money. That was all from an inheritance from his kingdom, not from my own doing and my own working, but being in a house now that, We've had now for over five years this debt-free. Praise God. You know, I'm going to actually even go beyond what you just said is that I think what I have learned is that the best things are always the result of a free gift, you know, starting with salvation. I mean, we all know there's (laughs) no way we can earn that. And then everything amazing that God has done has been the the biggest blessings have been the ones that he drops in my lap and that I don't have to work. Amen. And again, that's not to say there's not intentionality and excellence and things, you know, that we do in the natural, but at the end of the day, our work in the new covenant is to believe. And that's what you did, Tyler. And I want to kind of just recap this because, you know, you're already maybe feeling a little uh, bad about the fact that you had been debt free, you got into debt, and now you're kind of wondering like, okay, what should we do? And then you get another revelation of like, okay, I can get debt free. And it wouldn't seem like the thing to do necessarily that the first step, knowing that you are going to have a home that's paid for debt-free, it doesn't make sense that you would then go out and spend $3,000 to pay somebody else's mortgage. You know, mm-hmm. But this is the way the kingdom works. It is yep. totally different from our way of thinking sometimes. And I, this just yeah. kind of highlights to me a, a theme verse for a better way which is 1 Corinthians one twenty five that the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom yeah. and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. And so you, despite yourself, go ahead and sow the seed of a $3,000 mortgage payment to somebody. And then within a year, you had literally received a hundredfold return on yes. that, not knowing the whole time how God was going to do it and that your, your grandfather had already set this money aside, but just in the perfect timing. And then you get the, the promotion at work and you're able to move back to your hometown. I mean, it's just amazing how God works this out. So I love the, the, a couple different elements of, you know, there's a verse that comes to my mind when you're talking about how you were experiencing greater increase with less work or effort and Proverbs 10, 22, I love the amplified classic version says the blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Neither does toiling increase it. Mm -hmm. And so you had given up, you know, 
your self-effort and human strength and wisdom to receive God's wisdom and strength. Yes. And then this crazy counterintuitive idea of how am I going to get more when I'm giving, you know, I'm looking for income, not outflow. (laughs) And then you're faithful to do that. And you see that seed was in the ground and you get a hundredfold return within a year. And now you're still living debt-free in this house, which is really nice for people who can't see it. You know, I'm seeing it on zoom right now, very nice home. And you've continued to prosper incredibly since then, which I think is just such a cool thing is that, you know, not many people can wrap their heads around the fact that they could truly own their own home or an investment property like I did debt-free and yeah. prosper. It's just crazy how God does these things. But again, our work is to believe John six twenty nine, And when we do that, God does the rest of the work. Well, it, it really comes down to Ryan renewing your mind <laughs> that that right there, the, the things going on between your ears, because it, as, as it says in the word in you know, third John two, you know, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So, you know, your intentionality, if we want to call it of renewing your mind to the word and allowing that to be the final authority, because it says actually in Proverbs six, that it says, you know, when you start to renew your mind and you start to actually listen to the spirit of wisdom within the word, it says in Proverbs 6, I think it's verse 23, it says that the, it will talk to you, that the, those words will talk to you and tell you what to do. Mm. And so we're not, it's not like this, you know, pie in the sky, you know, esoteric or whatever thing that you want to call it. It's, it's real stuff. Yes. It, it really does work. And that's yes. why I, that's the whole reason why whenever you, your book, when I was reading your book, I'm like, dude, he's living it. This yeah. is great. I need, I want to tell him like, look, there's someone else, you yeah. know, that we need to continue to get this message out Yes, that we can live above the earth curse system. Yeah. That we don't have to, you know, oh, woe is me. This is just the life I've been given and that's just how it's going to be. No. I mean, you, you're a child of the most high God. You should start acting like it and start understanding his ways and his thought process. Hmm. He's not holding anything back from you at all. He's not hiding stuff from you. Yeah, that's so powerful. I mean, I just love connecting. I mean, that's the whole idea of this podcast in a better way in general is showing people from real life testimonies, not just pie in the sky and the sweet by and by, not just theology and head knowledge, but real life testimonies of people like you and I and so many others who have actually seen where the supernatural meets the practical and where, as you said, this is real life. And it's, it's just amazing. The more that I learn and unpack this revelation and connect with people like yourself to see how God does this over and over again. So you had another thing that you, that I think is timely for our audience that we talked about before we recorded about how you had supernaturally received several different jobs. And I know a lot of people right now, it may be kind of painful to hear all these stories of blessing and prosperity and increase when a lot of people are really struggling out there. And that is not at all to throw that in people's faces is that we want to inspire you that you don't have to live under your earthly circumstances right now, despite everything that's going on. 
we want to share a message of hope, encouragement, and inspiration. And mm. I think that you had a, a really timely insight that this, you know, some of these other testimonies you could share real quick would possibly encourage someone who's hearing this right now, who's struggling, doesn't have a job, their employment's about to run out, whatever's happening right now with the economy, the coronavirus, et cetera. Tell us just uh, before we uh, have to wrap up here, a couple different encouraging stories from your own life that could inspire other people who might be facing that circumstance right now. Yeah. Let me say this, what you just said right there, Ryan. Um, You know, we're not trying to say, Nana, 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 you know, we got the bat hotline, you know, the bat phone in our, in our office to, to God, to be able to get, no, you know, you're hearing this, you're hearing the sound of my voice. You're hearing Ryan's voice. You're hearing this podcast as an invitation just like how I was whenever I heard, you know, I didn't have to work for money anymore. That was an invitation to say, there's something deeper and there's something greater. And I just have to go and seek and find and look and explore this vast kingdom of the, of what God has done and has provided for us. And I just got to look for that. So, so let's go back to 2005 now, Ryan, um, so in 2005, what I, what, I, what I experienced was we had just gotten, again, that this was when we, the first time we supernaturally got out of debt, okay, it's in 2005. <clears throat> so 2005, we got supernaturally out of debt again. Uh, we were living in an apartment in Columbia, South Carolina, and, you know, our, our direct selling business was rolling along, and at this time, I still you know, my work ethic was definitely still my God, but regardless of that, the Lord was still working with me. Well, I took about a, uh, about a month or so. And I started to, because I had that income on the side, I wasn't like freaking out and I wasn't trying to, you know, so I looked, started to kind of casually look for a job, wound up, you know, applying for a job going in and it was with a recruiter and it was, for a uh, rental car company and I went in for that job and got turned down for that job because mm, maybe Tyler had a couple of, you know, speeding tickets that weren't too very something <laughs> to a hire. Me. So right. I got turned down for that. So all of a sudden I'm working for this, you know, uh, job placement company. Uh, they asked, turned around and said, Hey, you know, we'd like you, we'd like for you to come work for us. Uh, we think you could be utilized here. You know, how about that? And I'm like, you know, sign me up. I'm, I'm totally fine. I, I, I'm, I need a job. I'll, I'd like to have a job. So I took it uh, and really didn't put a whole lot of thought as far as, you know, Lord, is this the right thing for me to do? Or is this, I was just doing the, doing what I was at that time feeling the right thing. I didn't have a check in my spirit or anything like that. So we took the job. So now all of a sudden you flash forward a couple of months. So that was um, in November when I took the job. So uh, now December, January, February, March, so March is happening right now, and we get a new job placement in for this direct, uh, for this outside sales position uh, for this office supply company. And I'm sitting there saying, okay, I could actually make a nice bonus if I help place this person uh, because I think you get like 10% of their salary, and that's the bonus you would get. So I'm like, man, show me the money. So I started sending these people. I mean, I interview like six, seven, eight people, sending them out there to this person. And he, this person was, I didn't know his name at the time 
Well, actually, I, I wound up learning his name later on. You'll know why in a second. So I'm sending these people, these applicants to this person to Panera Bread. Okay. And as I'm sending these applicants, I get turned down, turned down, turned down. And this is over the span of two months. So you're in um, March. It was the latter part of March. So you're in April and in May um, that I'm getting all these turndowns. And finally, I just kind of, I never met the guy who I was sending the applicants to because it was through another agent that we were trying to place the job placement with. And I go, fine. He ain't taken none of my applicants. I'm off this assignment. I'm not doing this anymore. Flush this. So literally, probably about three weeks later, um, my boss and I have a kind of a come to Jesus meeting and say, Tyler, this really isn't working out. This really isn't for you. And I'm like, yeah, Travis, you're right. This, this is not my cup of tea. It was a desk job. I just wasn't, that wasn't my cup of tea. That was on a Friday. So Friday comes, he asked me, why don't you just go ahead and submit your resignation letter and be done? And I'm like, okay, this is, again, not what I want to hear, but that's fine. So I wrote a quick little resignation note letter, handed it in. He's like, that's good. Now you'll be able to draw an employment. Well, I'm like, I don't really want to do that, but whatever. So Saturday comes. I don't really do a whole lot for the job thing. Sunday comes. Monday rolls around. Well, Monday morning, I wake up and I'm like, okay, my job is to find a job. That's my job. And so I go and say, Lord, I'm going to have my quiet time. I want to get in your word. I want to hear from you. I want to talk to you. And we're going to also talk about the job thing. Well, the Lord said to me, or at least what I sensed in the Lord said, hey, Tyler, I want you to go to Panera Bread. And I'm going, Panera Bread? Why, why don't I want to go to Panera Bread? And he said, I want you to go to the one across town. Well, the one across town from where I was living was 30 minutes. I'm like, well, that seems really inconvenient, Father, for me to have to go over to that Panera Bread. I said, but at your word, I'll do it. No matter what, I'll do it. I go to that Panera Bread. It's about nine o'clock in the morning. I walk in and you know, sometimes you kind of walk into an establishment, a restaurant or something like that, and you kind of scan the place just to see who's there. Okay. So that's what I did. And I see this, these two, two guys sitting at a large table. One of them is in a suit, full on suit. And this is again in uh, July in Columbia, South Carolina, one of the hottest places you know, in the world. <laughs> He's in a full-on suit, and the other guy is in, you know, I think he was in blue jeans and one of those Columbia shirts that you can, that breathe, okay? Mm. I'm going, that's a really odd-looking thing. So I go over <laughs> and grab my coffee. I sit down. I open up my Bible, and the guy in the suit walks in front of me, and he stops, and he looks at me and says, don't I know you? And I'm looking at him and saying, uh, no, man, I, I don't. I meet a lot of people. I don't know you. He said, man, you look so familiar. I said, well, what do you do? That's what I asked him. He said, well, I actually just got hired by this ABC office supply company right here. And I'm, and in my little lightning fast brain, <laughs> I connect the dots. All of a sudden I said, holy Toledo, Batman, that's Bill right over there. The hiring guy, I'm in the same Panera bread and he's hiring somebody. And he, I see, he said, the guy told me, he said, yeah, I just got hired by him. I said, holy Toledo. I was like, okay, thanks, man. And he walked away to go get his coffee. And I'm literally like, okay. I turn, I stand up, I start walking, make a beeline over towards Bill. And Bill stands up and he's going to go get some coffee. And I stopped him right in the middle of the restaurant. I said, Bill, you don't know me, but I know you. I was actually sending 
people after people after people. You probably remember these people that I was sending to you. I'm the guy that was sending people to you. Are you still hiring for this position? And he said, he looked at me kind of cross-eyed and said, actually, I am, Tyler. <laughs> and he said, I said, uh, well, I'd love to, you know, apply. And, you know, he said, two days from now, let's have lunch and we'll sit down and talk. I sat down with him two days later. He's literally selling me on the job, Ryan, and telling me all the benefits, all the things. And from that point right there, I was hired. That was in August. I got hired. And for 11, 11 and a half years, I worked that job right there and had tremendous amount of success, learned a lot of things from the corporate uh, outside sales uh, standpoint, large bonuses, huge promotions, blessing to my family. And it was all because I was led of the spirit. I was listening to the spirit. And even though it didn't make sense for me to go across town 30 minutes, I didn't know, but Lord knew. So to recap, you were working for um, <clears throat> a recruiting or staffing company for a bit, right? Yep, that's right. And you're trying to send people to this other company yep. that they turned down people over and over again. They took six, to seven of my applicants. I was mad. So you, to the point where you end up basically being asked to resign from the staffing company. And yep. then you go to Panera, which is 30 minutes away. doesn't make sense. Inconvenient. And you end up just happening, quote unquote, to run into the very guy at Panera that you had been sending people to. I never knew him. Yes, exactly. I never talked to him, never knew him. I mean, I'd, I'd actually forgotten because it was by the time I quit, you know, trying to place anybody for him, it was probably a month before I, uh, that all took place. So it, this wasn't a job working for Panera. You just happened to meet him at this Panera where he, yeah, he was interviewing quote, his, interview, his interview place was at Panera. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and so you end up getting the very job that you had had seven applicants turned down for when you were working for the staffing company. That's correct. Wow. Yeah. That's not the way you would naturally see things turning out. But like <laughs> you said before, and I've said so many times recently, God will give you the desires of your heart and fulfill his word and his promise to you. But it, I can pretty much guarantee you it is not going to happen in the way that you would think that it's going to happen yet. It was a complete and total blessing. But again, there, again, our work is to believe. Amen. So That's all you had to believe God enough to be like, why would I go to this Panera 30 minutes away? That doesn't seem convenient or logical. Yeah. There but, was, a, there was another Panera that was 10 minutes away from me. Right. <laughs> so. Yep. God's, God's path is not always a linear straight line, but when we walk it long enough, eventually it's kind of like a mosaic where we're seeing all these random, seemingly disconnected threads, but then eventually God turns it over and shows us the pattern and it's like, oh, that's what's going on. So I love that. I want everybody here to receive that. You know, if you're looking for a job or struggling in your business, whatever the case may be, sometimes just taking some time to spend with the Lord, hear what he's saying, and then even and especially when it doesn't make sense, being willing to trust and believe that there's a reason for that. And as you saw with Tyler, he's living the blessing right now, debt-free. He's yep. understood this, this revelation of God's grace and rest to increase even more in his business and his life by doing less personal work, by trusting God. I want you guys to really get that. Tyler is a perfect example of someone who's received that revelation and has understood his work as a new covenant believer is simply just to believe and let God 
line these things up and you're, mm-hmm. you've gone on to do a lot of things since then. And I'm sure we will have many more podcast interviews with all the stories and testimonies you have to share. But in wrapping up, Tyler, what is something right now that you are believing for and haven't yet seen manifest that you want to declare by faith on the record right here? So by faith, um, that our uh, direct selling business will catapult itself back to where it was, but it will be done God's way this time, mm. not by how hard Tyler works it. Yes. Where the, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I refuse to go down that path again. And I, I really, the, the agreement with your audience they can have with me is that God will supernaturally do this through our, through my business so that it will be a a testimony to other people in business of the same industry that I'm in that will be able to shed more light because right now, I mean, it, it is a very hardworking, you know, you know, do all you can do that you can do. And there's a better way. And I, I want to introduce that to our industry, to our business team that I'm associated with. That's, that's the big belief right there. Well, I certainly stand in agreement with you on that. And I'm sure all our listeners will as well, Tyler. Amen. I can't wait to follow up and delve into that testimony as well as, like I said, many <laughs> I'm excited others. about it too. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm excited too. Well, like, as you've clearly just demonstrated, you don't need to know how it's going to happen or when no. you're, you just let it be orchestrated by the Holy spirit and he'll do it way better than we could do it. So I'm excited about sharing that and then having you on in the future to share a lot of other amazing testimonies. We didn't have time to scratch the surface on today, but guys, again, this isn't pie in the sky. This is real life. You're seeing it. You've heard it over and over on this show. If you've turned tuned into Tyler's show, you've heard it on his in both of our lives. I mean, this is real. It is bottom line and it is totally a choice. And it, like Tyler said, it's an invitation that we yes. have to open mm-hmm. a door and walk through it to trust the Lord and let him do way more than we could ever do for ourselves. So mm-hmm. for people, Tyler, who want to connect with you, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you and hear more about what you're doing? Yep. I would just go to McCartInternational.com. Um, right there is kind of the umbrella company that we have that's got my wife's podcast, not podcast, but blog and books uh, that she has. And also um, my, my podcast, which is kingdom success uh, podcast where we're right there that that podcast is geared towards, you know, really not so much uh, directly at people that are working as far as in business, but actually, you know, that are, you know, having a regular job and just want to succeed, you know, God's way and just looking at scripture and how to do that. That's kind of where that whole podcast lands right there. But yeah, just go to McCartInternational.com and you can find me uh, there and connect with me right there. Awesome. So it's M-C-C-A-R-T International.com. We'll put that in the show notes. You can connect with his podcast, his wife's blog, everything he's doing in his business. And I can tell you guys from personal experience, Tyler has a very similar revelation of grace and rest and how the supernatural meets the practical, as you've obviously Mm -hmm. heard today. So thanks, Tyler, for being on the show. Really appreciate you. It's cool to be able to go uh, on the other side of the mic, so to speak, uh, just recently from having been on your show. We'll put that out there for everybody. And again, everybody understand that this is an invitation. 
whatever you're going through right now, no matter how difficult, there is a better way. God's got a plan and design for your life. You don't have to figure it out on your own. And as Tyler's just shared and numerous other guests, including myself, have shared, there is such an amazing power and manifestation that happens when we start trusting God more than ourselves. So thanks for tuning in to A Better Way, and we will look forward to seeing you next week.